Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Recovering from the Golden Moon's attack on the Regal Splendor was not particularly difficult, but it did cost time. The value of that lost time, however, has yet to be determined. The pirates sped home after the attack, promising to spread word of your perceived untrustworthiness. While that may raise difficulties in the future, none of those troubles have been realized by the time you arrived in Capris. The small semi-coastal town hasn't changed much since your last visit, except for the Well of Departure, formerly the location of Patch's shop, and then the subterranean resting places for those taken by the withering. It has now been consumed by a huge patch of spider webs. Nowhere, a low-level member of the Glamour and her arachnid-bonded companion Ray Meyer have been quite busy. With what... That remains to be seen. The choice of Capris was nominally for supplies and information, with Finnegan discovering multiple ways to hatch his lightning phoenix egg. But Arnis had a much more personal agenda. Specifically, his connection with the Blue Crab Tavern owner, Cynthia Garrulus, was the driving force behind the decision. The two were already on friendly terms, but when the withering began peeling her orcsite away, they formed a much closer bond. The last she saw of Aranus, he made a blushing retreat, a blush that almost immediately returned upon their reunion. The pair quickly retreated behind closed doors to reconnect in private. Meanwhile, Darwin and Felicity were joined by Holly Faithful, the pink tiefling and former member of the Scale Force. She was more than happy to initiate any gossip with which the pair would want to engage. But as the day comes to an end, most of your allies gather at the local hotel for a good night's rest on solid land. Asturias eventually joins after a successful hunt in the woods. Carolina is still out enjoying her evening. And Olwan remains with the airship to keep watch and to perform light maintenance of the boiler. Wherever the next destination is, he wants to be ready. With folks ready to rest, everyone is eager to know what the next steps will be. Naturally. 
they turned to you for answers, with Sam being the first. Don't get us wrong. Capris is a nice little town and all. We know that there's important work to be done elsewhere, too. If we're heading out in the morning, we'd like to know where we're going. How do folks want to respond? If you're even all there. I'd say mostly in case Arnis wants to still be distracted for late into the night. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that, like, whatever that conversation is that we're having, it's not short. In <laughs> That's fine. Anyway. So, yeah, if he's asking this question, it is not of me. All right. Arnis is still in the Blue Crab Tavern or elsewhere with Cynthia. In which case, Finnegan or Darwin, who wants to be there to help answer this question? Uh, I think maybe we're all having our evening meal together when this question gets asked. And yeah, my answer is, oh, well, uh, I'm ready to go, but we're noticeably missing a few members of our group, aren't we? I say we give it to the, give it to the evening and then in the morning we'll try and take off. I do have a desire to try and find us a, a natural occurring lightning creature. Uh, what do you mean by a naturally occurring lightning creature? I did some research, and apparently there are some ways to awaken the uh, lightning phoenix egg that I found. Now, I could use it using some lightning magic myself, but it would, uh, essentially, it would be born a true infant, uh, given where we're headed and what we're doing. Uh, I also discovered that we could hatch a, uh, should we say, more progressed uh, level of age, should we find something like uh, another lightning phoenix, a lightning dragon, a lightning elemental... Something that is more naturally connected to the magic of lightning. Ah, I see. Not that there's someone out there making artificial lightning creatures. Aye, aye. That would be terrifying. That would be bad. Okay, okay. As you make this clarification, Astorius chimes in. She's not currently in Voltamani form. Chase is in the corner, kind of resting. A dragon. You say. Oi, Does it matter know. which kind? I'm sure, as you know, both blue and bronze dragons have lightning breath. Yes. As long as it, is, as it naturally has uh, lightning breath, so uh, likely blue or bronze would either work. Hmm. Well, and it's at this point that Asturias is going to pay off that favor that she has owed you since Earl. Not that this was something, you know, she has on a checklist, but us we mechanically know yes. that she owes you a favor she owes you she owes you a solid whether it's information or equipment or particularly helpful acts in battle asturias owes you just as morello owes arnis and old one owes darvin well it's it's not something that a lot of people in the bent bow like to really talk about publicly because dragons are, of course, intelligent creatures. You know, some of them definitely smarter than any of us here at this table. But internally, there definitely is word of some groups who hunt dragons. Not necessarily to kill them, but for the sport of it. And some of them have claimed trophies from dragons, of course. But the more dangerous an enemy, the more dangerous a creature, the more glory they seem to find in the hunt. Now, I can't tell you where. Every blue or bronze dragon would be. That's not something we keep track of, but there are a couple of note that people have been trying to hunt. This really just matters on how far out of our way we want to go. 
Oh, yeah. Given we don't know how long we're going to be delayed here, the less out of the way, the better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've told them that you're going to Lyranor, right? The desert continent? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if we want to go as little out of our way as possible, depending on where she's at, Nabazad, the bronze dragon, is up in Lyranor. She's been there for... I have no idea. She's old. She's dangerous. She's definitely powerful. If the tales are true, she moves through the sands like a snake. Definitely capable of flight, but I wouldn't guarantee that's where we would find her. The other option, a little out of the way, but since we're flying, maybe not too much. There's Veriflox. They're a blue dragon. They are located on Celestia. And Veriflox lurks in the fractures between the islands of Celestia. Be very careful about traveling through any low-hanging clouds there, because they could be inside of one. Everything I know about both of these dragons say that they are not... Mm, friendly. But I guess if you're being hunted for sports, friendly might not be your first reaction. Uh, to give you an idea in terms of the map, you're on Sarakar. Celestia is to the northeast, much closer, whereas Lyranor is just straight north, up at the pole. It is a much bigger space, but it would be like, oh, we just go directly there. Celestia is more if we wanted a little side stop in some neat terrain and a chance to see a blue drag. I would say if we went to Celestia, that would give you more time with a Lightning Phoenix, assuming you're successful. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Some time to work with it while we move towards our destination. Mm-hmm. Well, Astorius, thank you. This information will be quite helpful. And hopefully, since we'll be going as allies or at least as non-violent acquaintances, we'd have slightly better luck than the hunters. Mm-hmm. I might even see if I can't send some prayers to Yoru and see if we can't get some aid before we leave. If you let me know which one you want to go after... I might be able to contact some others from the Bent Bow and try to get some more information about where they were last seen, who was last up there, etc., etc. Well, uh, I don't want to make a decision without consulting the entire group, but uh, Mm -hmm. I I would like to attempt to stop by Celestia on the way to Lyranor in the hopes that I could get some time to train the young Lightning Phoenix before we put them into battle, or at least to use... Mm -hmm. As a side note, Asturias may not be in the best standing with her guild right now, seeing as she was captured and then willingly left with you. I'm not expecting miracles. But, you know, it's not going into a guild hall to get information. This would be her sending out, like, letters with animals to go contact someone. Yeah. Or finding someone who can do sending or, you know, whatever. But okay. Okay, let me know which one... Let me know which one I should ask about. I don't want to press for too much information, but I should be able to get information on one of them. I should have an answer whenever we can consult mm-hmm. with Arnis. Alrighty. Darvin, are you present for this dinner? For this conversation? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Because, just to give you perhaps some motivation here, although we'll see, at the mention of going to Celestia, Cade, good old Cade in your head, demigod, chimes in. 
as you may recall, and I don't know if Cade's mentioned Celestia before, but he will act like he did. Darvin, as you might remember, Celestia is one of the places that I know has some living land. Make a suitable vessel for me. I don't know if you're in a rush or anything to get rid of me, but me having my own body here would be tempting, to say the least. Ooh. Okay. It's not the only location, but... But it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Yes, as he had mentioned before, he needs living land to inhabit, not just any old clump of dirt. He knows that there's some there. Any volcano would do, and there's probably other locations as well. It's just a matter of seeking it out. Of course, if Cade leaves you, then he leaves you, and you no longer have any of his knowledge at your disposal. Right. Could he bless you and perhaps let you keep some of the other stuff? I don't know. We'll see. We could we could chat about that if and when the time comes. But okay, it feels he's, it feels worth pursuing. He's still looking out for himself. But I mean, also he's done me lots of favors. It's maybe he's done his time anyway. <laughs> his time. He's ready I for mean, parole. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not maybe cool to abuse his helpfulness. Other than the discussion about where to go next, is there anything that either of you want to cover during this meal, during this time together with your allies? No, not that I can think of. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, okay. Hey, Arnis. Yes. Hey, Arnis. How much do you actually want to share slash show? about your conversation, etc., with Cynthia? Or is, is this Arnis arrives late in the evening at the hotel? Or is this Arnis shows up in the morning? Uh, I'm sorry, threw me for a loop because I hadn't actually considered the second possibility until you said something right now, and now I'm trying to, to make a decision. The two of you could have a conversation that lasts all night. I'm, this is not anything we have to focus on. It's just yeah, I want to know when do we see Arnis next. Yeah, I think like now that like now that you've said that, like I I do think it's that long of a conversation. <laughs> and right, obviously everybody else in the group is going to think what they think, but but I I do honestly think that there is that much that she is owed as far as like information goes that that the next time they see me is in the morning. Okay, okay. In which case, it sounds like sounds like things like shopping and paying for the hotel is going to fall on Darwin and Finnegan. All right. Capris is a small town. They don't have a lot in terms of exotic goods. Uh, they do have some mundane stuff, of course. The city has been doing their best to rebuild after the withering. So, is there anything that you all need or want to get before leaving? Just so we can mark some money out of the pocket. Besides the rope, like if I can find myself some jerky, I'm always looking for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's just roll a d20 then. Let's see if you can find any jerky. You want me to roll it? Yeah, go ahead and roll that d20. It would help if I keep it on the table. Mm-hmm. It's a good spot. It's a six. Oh. I'm so sorry. It's okay. There's no jerky. I mean, not venison jerky. There's some pork jerky. Mm, I'm good. Okay. 
How are you fixed for venison jerky for cereal? Mm, I actually have it. Give me a second. It may take me more than a second. I can't remember where I, I wrote it down. I know I have it written down somewhere. Okay. Okay. Darwin, other than the aforementioned rope, is there anything that you're looking for in town? I don't think so, actually. Just the rope. Okay. Okay. Sam and Parlin. Uh, is Parlin who I want? It's a good question. Because Carolina's not here right now. Nah, Par- Parlin's too old. Parlin wants to help in spirit, but Parlin's not going to go out on a food run. Sam and Tonk will go out and get things like water, some foodstuffs for the galley, so you all can actually eat while you're aboard the Splendor. They'll do that in the morning. Not right now, it's too late, but they'll be able to take care of that. Okay, in which case, we just need a hotel stay for, you know, a dozen people and some rope. I think we could mark it all off for 15 silver, two gold. Wait, is that total or 15 silver or two gold? Yeah, it was just a range there. <laughs> Let's just call it two gold. Let's just not worry about the change. Okay. I'm certainly able to find enough rope, for one for each of you. Actually, you'd probably want more rope than that because I'm sure rope went into... Ropes were either replaced or reinforced after the crash in terms of stuff on the ship as well. So there'll be a small extra supply on the ship, and then there's enough rope, one for each of you. But the evening pushes on. Parlin is... Parlin is tired, and they want to go to bed, but they keep looking at the door, expecting Aranis to show up. And they want to be there for when he gets back. So it's the kids who head off to bed first. Then one by one, everyone trickles out. Parlin falls asleep at the table. Uh, Parlin doesn't have any friends. I mean, mechanically speaking, Parlin's not close to anyone of your uh, NPC allies here. But Parlin falls asleep. Felicity will wake them, help them get up the stairs to a room. But no matter how late you stay up and stay down here in the eating area, Arnis is not returning. So unless either of you want to try to go and eavesdrop on whatever Arnis is doing, no. I guess we'll just trust him to, <laughs> to take care of himself until the morning. Yep. Yep. Okay. Didn't know if anybody was going to be that intrusive, but okay. Nope. Good. Carolina returns late at night. She's probably the last one to come back, actually. Door opens, and you think, oh, it's going to be Arnis. Uh, and it's Carolina returning. And she bids Holly a good night. The two of them were spending some time together. Since nobody else wanted to gossip with Holly, Carolina was more than willing to get some information and spend some time with a, a very fun new person that she has not met before. Yeah, if... If no one is interested in what else this city has to offer, we come to morning time. Now that you're back in the autumn bay, the sun rises, pours in through your windows. The warmth feels great. It's a welcome change from being up in the ship. And your allies will wake up. Some of them rush downstairs for breakfast, a little bit more eager than the others. But we get through the morning. People get prepared. People gather up their equipment gear. Tonk is tuning his lute, playing just a little song, just a little ditty. And everyone's gathered up out front of the hotel. 
just looking around. And Morello is looking around like, should we just go find Aranus? <laughs> Did he ever come back from the tavern? I can go check it out if you want. I'll get him. Oh, you boy, why don't we let the, let the man come to us when he's ready? It isn't quite tactless to go searching for someone who's coming out of the situation he's likely coming out of. Hmm? Oh, uh, I have to remind myself how old Tonk is. He's still a child, but he's an assassin, so... A little bit more worldly than most children. If you say so. He's starting to look antsy, though. Like, looking around, drumming his finger along his knife, his dagger. Aranus, are you going to show up on your own, or does someone have to come find you? No, I'll show up on my own. Because, I, like, at some point, we probably fell asleep. Like, literally, mm-hmm. just, like, at the desk in the back room. Like... <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Light starts coming. Oh, oh yeah, we're back. We're back like above the like in the like autumn I band. So there's like just day and said night. that. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. I know, I know, I know you did. I know you said that, right? So like light starts coming in. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go. Not to be tactless, but do you wake Cynthia up and let her know that you're leaving? Of course I do. Okay. God. I did that shit. I ran out once. I'm not doing that shit again. Okay. Uh, Arnis may be tactless, but I mean, he's not an asshole. <laughs> like, come on. I don't know how awkward you wanted to leave the situation again. I really don't. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Do you want to talk about this farewell with Cynthia at all, or is this just Arnis shows up? I mean, I suppose. Her. In which case, when you wake Cynthia up, she's, oh, it's morning. I, I guess we must have fallen asleep at some point, huh? Uh, yeah. So, not the most comfortable sleeping in the office, but I've done it before. I'll survive. It's good to see you again, Aranis. I wish you could stay. Yeah. I wish I could, too. But I know, you know, this Levesque guy sounds like he's up to no good. And if nobody else is going to stop him, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how it is that you always understand. Um, because Cynthia's cool. She really is. Um, (laughs) 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 But thank you. And if I, once again, if I make it back alive, I'll be back. Good. I look forward to seeing you again. If you, uh, if there's anything you need from the bar, go ahead and take it. I I appreciate that. If you want to send word, let me know how things are going while you're away. That'd be nice, too. I will, uh, I'll try. If I can find a way. I won't have any way of knowing where you're at, but I'll be here. Good luck out there. Take care of yourself. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go before I actively start crying. I'm gonna, just gonna go. She'll, if you'll let her, she'll reach out and give you a hug. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> As you rushing out, slow, mournful walk, wistful, hope. Uh, when you emerge onto the street. 
how do your friends see you? Uh... Well, um, considering it's not that far from the back room to the front door, I definitely do not look composed in really, like, any way. Mm-hmm. Like, not my clothes or my hair, and I definitely am still actively trying to stop crying. Um, I clearly look like I haven't slept much <laughs> At all. Mm-hmm. I don't look positive, though. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. In which case, as you come out and begin walking closer to your group, Darwin or Finnegan, do either of you want to respond to Arnus's presence and his current composure? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Probably not, but I okay. think I will slash should slash I'm going to say something. All right, cool. I wanted to let you guys have a chance before the NPCs did anything stupid. Uh, you mean before Ristos does anything stupid? I think I, Finnegan's going to keep it somewhat classy. <laughs> <laughs> just slap Arnis on the back and just say, I, we've all been there, brother. How does a side trip sound on the way to our destination <laughs> what are you talking about i'm just talking business like i'm trying to get us moving um side side trip sh- uh sure uh how long hey, let's get some adventure under your feet we'll figure it out on the on the on the skies i um uh, okay thoroughly confused <laughs> just 100 percent. morello like physically butts in in between <sighs> Finnegan and Aranus, you're trying to be all professional and tactful. Uh, Morello is not. Aranus, you were gone all night. Are you okay? Would you like the short answer or the long answer? I, mean, I want the good answer. Not like good positive, like, you know, give me the good details. Like, what's going on? I want the real answer. There we go. That's how he responds. I want the real answer. Okay. How about I tell you while we start moving? <laughs> It's a longer answer than just like five seconds here in the middle of the street. So <laughs> let's just, if everybody's here and I just kind of look around like everyone was waiting for me. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, let's start walking and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my story, kid. <laughs> we don't have to go through the whole story again. Nope. Nope. Thank you. Nope. 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 Okay. Before we leave Capris entirely. There is one thing that I definitely forgot about that's in Capris, which we can totally cut out as well and not have not remind people about it. But, um, you know, some people from Honey Hollow did end up in Capris. Um, They may not have new home yet. They are probably just staying in other people's homes, you know, who died from the withering. But there are probably some halflings and other folks here from Honey Hollow. I forgot about that. And I apologize, but since we don't want to stick around in Capris, we don't have to make it a thing. <laughs> I don't think I could honestly handle the definitive answer of whether or not Quince is here. <laughs> <laughs> too, too many emotions already. I'm saturated. <laughs> okay. As the rest of Capris awakes and the town comes alive again, you all make your way back towards the airship. 
It's not too long of a walk down the trail through the woods a little bit. Rystos is outside inspecting the hull, making sure everything's still ship-shape. Ah, good morning, everyone. Successful trip? We got everything we need? Think so? How about a heading? Do we have that? Oh, yes, we're going to head toward Lirnor by way of Celestia. We'll have a final information as, as we get it from uh, Astorius while we're on the road. Or in the skies, I should say. Mm-hmm. Astorius chimes in about that Finnegan. I don't suppose you have any way to send a message, magically speaking, she means, uh, yeah, as opposed to just sending something thing. through the post. As a matter of fact, I do. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I have a uh, animal messenger. <laughs> Indeed. Let me look it up and then I'll break it down for Astorius. Okay. Animal messenger can be done as a ritual. Cool. By means of this spell, you can use an animal to deliver a message. Choose a tiny beast you can see within range, such as squirrel, blue jay, or bat. You specify a location which you must have visited and a recipient who matches a general description, such as a man or a woman dressed in the uniform of the town guard. Red-haired dwarf wearing a painted hat, such etc. etc. You speak a message <clears throat> of up to 25 words. Target beast travels for the duration of the spell, which is 24 hours, to the specified location, covering about 50 miles per 24 hours for a flying messenger or 25 miles for other animals. At higher levels, the duration of the spell increases by 48 hours for each spell slot. So Mm. I haven't used any slots, so if we really needed to, like, I'm fine using, I think my max level spell slot is four right now. Yep. Ah, so give us 120 hours. Maybe five mm-hmm. days? Okay, okay. I'm okay with bending the rules on the spell a little bit because this won't be a location you have visited, but this will be one that Asturias has visited. What animal do you want to use as your messenger? You've got some animals on the ship, or do you want to just try to find a bird here in the woods? I think we could easily, between the two of us, get us a bird here in the woods. All right. Well, I think you're going to need to roll for that. Finding animals here, sure, but getting one to come down and like actually help you out. What do you want me to roll? Uh, let's roll some survival. You got to find a bird. This is you tracking an animal in the wilderness. Well, I am rolling like shit this evening, so I just rolled a five. Let's see what that means. It's a, a 12. Okay, okay. So what type of bird do you find? Do you um, have an idea or should I get you a bird? Uh, this is a pretty like typical like woodsy area right yeah i think we find like just a pretty standard like either like blue jay or robin Hmm. i think a robin works they're cute small little round guys love robins the two of you managed to spot this robin um the way this spell is worded it's so weird it's just like find an animal in that you can see within 30 feet and tell it this it's not like this animal has to be friendly to you or anything The two of you spot this robin, uh, and Astoria says, should I snatch it? Uh, I know. Let me see if I can't convince it to come over here and, and run an errand for us. Okay. And I'm going to use one of my castings of Speak With Animals to do just that. Just like, mm. hey, little birdie, would you come over here and run an errand for us? Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hi, hello, little bird. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I can't even think thing. with that voice. This is the hey. best thing ever. <laughs> uh, I've got an errand for you. Uh, we'd love for you to send, take a message to a location for us. There'll be some hey. uh, feed in it. 
I'll give you some good food here before you leave, and I can guarantee there'll be some for you to your destination. Hey, hey. I'm gonna oh I'm gonna take that as a as an affirmative. Roll animal handling real fast. <laughs> oh, God. Not using this die that is rolling so shitty. <laughs> Fuck, I just rolled another five on a different die. What does that come to? It's a nine. Wait, no, no, no. Sorry, Wait, that's my no. bonus. That's my no. bonus. It's a 14. Okay, 14. Okay. I like, meep, meep. Little hops along the ground. Jumps up to your shoulder. Hey. Tilts its head a little bit. And it's ready for a message and some food if you want to give it to him. Yes, I'll give it some of whatever we're feeding the other birds. And yeah, we'll cast a spell, send whatever message Asturias wants to send at whatever level we need to send it at. All right, all right. I I think we should go with, yeah, we should go with max level that you can. It's five days to get somewhere. All right. Asturias does know of some bent bow locations in the wilderness. She will specify one out. An ally she knows she can trust. Seeking information on Veriflox. The blue dragon in the fractured land of Celestia. Sounds good. There's not a limit to how many words in Animal Messenger, right? No, it just says a short message. Okay, yeah. Asturias will describe her ally, Iaro, to this young Robin. Yaro, my friend, this is Asturias. I need the most up-to-date information you have on Veriflox of Celestia. I will not be aground soon. If you send your message to the sky... Aboard the, she looks at the side of the ship, since the name is still damaged, the Splendor, I'll receive it. Because presumably, Yara will be able to send a message back. Won't be this same bird, or maybe it will, I don't know. If we name this bird, it will definitely be this bird. <laughs> don't let me name it, I'll name it something like Blue the J. And it's then Shannon will hate me. You're not so going to name it weird. Steve? God. <sighs> Bob the Bird? I do like Bob the Bird. That's fun. (laughs) Okay. Asturias gives the message. The Robin. Hey. Yeah. We'll peck at the seeds that you bring out for him. It's a good bird. And we'll jump into the sky and flit away. All right. Well, that's my thing. All right. All right. I love me a good animal messenger. All one takes a look around. Okay, then. Celestia. It's going to be an interesting trip, isn't it? Well, you should be at an adventure. All right. Everybody getting aboard? Let's go. Let's go. In the oh. words of Mirabel, let's go. Yep. <laughs> Everyone gets on board the airship, and Old Juan begins prepping for takeoff. The boiler heats up, and the balloon grows larger, lifts you into the sky, and he points it north. As you fly over Capris, Still fairly low in the sky. People are looking up, pointing. Some are hollering. I was going to say shouting, but that sounds too distressful. Some are hollering up, just like, whoa, hey. Some are going about their business. And there's a few small kids just kind of running underneath your path, just trying to keep pace for a moment, like they would with a train leaving a station. But soon enough, you travel beyond the edge of the city. And out over the ocean. Or rather, how the ocean is now. Up until this point, you've only been flying over Sarakar. Land. Yeah, there was a frozen river in there. 
There was the swamps, but this is entirely different. You all have seen the ocean before, but ever since the withering with the ocean branches, the landscape, the seascape, has changed a lot. The ocean branches have grown more structured in their layout. Straighter lines, more regular intervals. But looking below you, there are places where the sea is just absent. And it's not that it gets shallow, but it's like someone cut a slice out of it in some places. And you can see right down to the bottom. You can see the coral. You can see the stones. You can see some you can see the skeletons of some animals who did not make it back into the water in time. And of course, looking farther into the horizon, you see more ships sailing in the ocean below, sailing in the ocean branches themselves as well. But the journey continues northeast, farther and farther away from Sarakar, until land has disappeared, and it's just you and the sky. As we travel northeast towards Celestia, is there anything people want to do before we get there? No, I'm good. I mean, aside from like just train Cyril and all that jazz. Just normal, normal times hanging out with Cyril. Okay. Yep. Darwin or Arnis, is there anything special you want to do at this time? Not in particular for me, I don't think. Okay. I think weirdly, uh, Arnis is probably going to spend a bit of his time like alone like actively avoiding people just to kind of be able to like come back to himself. So he's kind of shut away somewhere. That is a difficult thing to do aboard this small of an airship. Yep. Where are you finding this privacy? I don't know. Probably in like the cargo hold, like behind boxes. Down there with the animals? Yep. So the only person I really ever see regularly is just, like, Finn. And Asturias. That's that's pretty much it. Just to kind of be left alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Well, I'm sure that there's no gossip about that at all among the children. Nope. Nah, why would they gossip? I need to find some cool ocean bird. Because we are going to get a response from Yarrow. Ooh. Alright. So, as the days go by, everyone kind of just getting into a natural rhythm. Life aboard the airship. It is a small space, certainly, for this many people. But at this point, people have kind of carved out their own little nooks and spaces. Personal areas within the ship. Aranus is really the only one who's changing it up a little bit, hiding out in the hold. I think there have been a couple of times where Parlin has attempted to go visit Aranus, but seeing him distracted, let's just say, thought the better of it, turned away. But it's a couple weeks out of Capris now, still just the ocean in every direction. When a bird approaches the ship, of course, as you're flying, Birds are a very common sight. Gulls, albatross, pelicans. But it is very rare that one comes to land on the ship. But this bird, 
I'm going to drop this picture into our chat. But it is late in the afternoon one day. Carolina is spending some time behind the wheel. Guiding the ship at this point is rather rote. There's not much going on. This sizable cormorant lands on the railing. Ah, yes. And these wonderfully black, almost like inky sheen to their feathers. This yellow beak lands on the railing and then knocks its beak against the wood. Walks down the railing over to one of the metal pipes from the boiler going up into the balloon. Tink, tink, tink. Taps on it. Carolina is no fool. She recognizes when an animal is acting differently than normal. So she'll open up the door to the lower decks and call down. Um, got a bird here? Think it wants something. Asturias has been waiting for this and is quick to move. Is anybody going to join her? Yes, I am. Okay. Darvin? Arnis? Mm-hmm. Oh, this seems like Finn's territory. Yep. Um, uh. Nope. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> okay, then. Asturias, Finnegan, Mahogany as well. We'll all go up to the deck. Go see what this cormorant has to say. And if we want to stick with the annoying Shannon, this is Cory the Cormorant. Nice. Always annoy Shannon with names. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I ever did to you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Seriously. Nothing. You let us know that it bothered you, and now it's an itch that we feel we have to scratch. Just scratch it. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's Corey with a K. Thank you very much. And the three of you arrive on the deck. And sure enough, there's this cormorant sunning his wings there on the railing. As he sees you, flaps his wings a little bit and tink, 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 taps the beak down on the railing again. Asturias um, approach. Oh, yeah, no. yes. I'm going to let Asturias do his, her thing. I'm not going to interrupt her unless she asks me to. Okay. Asturias approaches, quickly takes note of a little message holding pouch attached to this cormorant's leg. Their friend Yarrow did not use a high enough, uh, did not use a super high level animal messenger spell. Mostly because you've been traveling for two weeks now. But just getting a bird to go somewhere, much easier. So they're carrying physical message. As Astorius removes this message from the little pouch, little canister maybe around the ankle, she pats the bird on the head a little bit and strokes it right behind the, right behind the eyes. Right on the back of the head. Mahogany, why don't you go grab some uh, food for our friend here? Mahogany will rush down, grab something for Corey. Sorry, you don't know his name yet. For the cormorant. Finnegan, if you want to talk to this animal and try to get any other intel, you certainly may. But I don't want to Asturias has a... <laughs> okay. Well, and I'm like, I want Asturias to see that I trust her to, to handle this. Oh, hey, look at all this trust being extended. Nice. Asturias takes the message out, begins reading it. There is some personal information in there, you know, the usual. Where are you? How are you doing? Who are you traveling with? You know, questions. Inquisitive stuff. But there is information about Veriflox. Since I don't have this message written out, I'm going to give you the bullet points here. Sounds good. 
Okay. Sturis lets you know. It's like the last time anybody went after Vera Flocks was just a few months ago. But uh, seems they've gotten a bit more aggressive as of late. I'm not sure why. I mean, yeah, they're hunting them and all, but apparently they've gotten a little bit touchier recently. Um, still living in caves along the fractures and hiding in the clouds. Um, following the sounds of thunder. Help you find them, of course. Uh, da, 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 da. Hmm. This one's interesting. This one's interesting. It's unconfirmed. I'm apparently the last hunt. Only a couple have made it back. And the source isn't, well, let's just say, super reliable on this point here. But um, apparently the word is that if they are to be hunted, they want it to be a challenge. Haven't really heard of prey asking for a stronger predator, but this is a dragon we're talking about here. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.